Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Hope for Chronic Pain podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Katinka Vandermeer. Dr. Katinka grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa, as the daughter of a successful chiropractic doctor. She followed in her father's footsteps and graduated from Parker College of Chiropractic in 1999. She has since gained a reputation for developing a novel, non-invasive treatment system for neurologic rehabilitation of chronic pain, resulting in breakthroughs for even the most hopeless and severe cases. Her and her team have gained international attention due to their unprecedented success rates in these cases. Kent State University is slated to be involved with the first study of her work starting this year. She is an international speaker and best-selling author of three books, Putting Out the Fire, Taming the Beast, and Wake Up, Miracles of Healing from Around the World. Dr. Katinka practices in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and is the CEO of the Spiro Clinic. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm going to start with Thomas Edison's most famous quote, The doctor of the future will give no medicine, but will interest his patient in the care of the human frame, in diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. Please help me welcome Dr. Dan Murphy. I was just telling him before starting the recording that I am such a big fan of his because he has made a huge impact on my career. Dr. Murphy graduated magna cum laude from the University of Western States. He has more than 40 years of clinical experience and earned his diplomat in chiropractic orthopedics. Dr. Murphy has been a leader in the chiropractic practice and clinical education for more than four decades. You guys, this doctor knows a lot. He stays abreast of the rapidly evolving developments in the sciences of chiropractic and nutrition and teaches how to apply these advancements to help patients achieve their optimal potential. He has been a part-time professor at Life Chiropractic College West for more than 30 years and has led more than 1,400 postgraduate continuing education seminars. From 2003 to 2009, he served as the vice president of the International Chiropractic Association and was also chosen by the organization as Chiropractor of the Year in 2009. He's internationally known for his academic acumen, his research and his ability to collect data and research and then turn it into useful practical information for all of us. He has taught me most of the knowledge I have of nutrition today. He can quote any scientific literature by memory, citing specific journals, pages and lines. He's a visionary and an industry leader. In a nutshell, if I can sum it up, he's a really big deal. Dr. Murphy, I'm so honored to have you as our guest today. I wish we had three hours with you just to tap into some of this knowledge you have. And last night, I was going through all the questions I wanted to ask you, and I'm sure you're being asked these questions about nutrition and supplements. But because I want to give you the maximum amount of time to speak today, I'm going to do this a little differently. Let's pretend that I have severe chronic pain and we're trapped on an elevator together for 30 minutes. And you have 30 minutes to give me some of the knowledge in your head. And I'm going to give the stage to you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for the introduction. Hello, everyone in the audience. Dan Murphy, I'm a chiropractor. And if you look at the chiropractic profession, the understanding is 93%, that's a lot, 93% of the people that choose chiropractic 
do so because of chronic pain syndromes. What is interesting about that, the bulk of those are chronic low back pain, about 63%, and about 30% are chronic neck pain. So chiropractors treat pain pretty much anywhere in the body, but we tend to specialize in chronic spine syndromes. And the understanding of pain, the first most important thing I think for everyone who has pain to understand is something exceptionally simple. And here it is, is that local pain and systemic pain are additive. You add them together. So as a simple metaphor, if you sprain your ankle, it hurts. There are chemical changes at the location of the injury and it hurts. But those chemicals are added to one's systemic inflammatory profile. So that typically when you treat the ankle, you do so in an effort to get rid of the pain producing chemicals. But sometimes if that doesn't get an adequate clinical outcome, then the focus goes to the systemic inflammatory profile. So for example, when you would treat complex regional pain disorder or what in the olden days they called reflex sympathetic dystrophies, when it is usually triggered by some sort of extremity trauma, but often as you would look at that specific area of injury, one has to consider the systemic inflammatory profile of the individual. It is the systemic inflammatory profile that tends to be ignored by traditional approaches. In fact, there is increasing evidence that traditional approaches to local pain, like a sprained ankle, actually increase the systemic inflammatory profile, which creates a paradox. And so what we do in our clinical practice, which I think is a mirror of what most chiropractors do, is they look at the systemic inflammatory profile along with the local injury. So chiropractors might treat a sprained ankle or a sprained back or a sprained neck like a whiplash. Often we look also at the systemic inflammatory profile and the factors that influence the systemic inflammatory profile. What is most interesting for our clinical practices is that the majority of systemic inflammatory profile issues are nutritionally based. So right away, we start to look at the overall nutritional status of our patient. And there's lots of things to consider so you put them in your head into a pecking order. And so the pecking order that is probably the most noisy in the arena, in the pain management arena, is the omega-3 essential fatty acids. Omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. And in fact, the chemistry of pain generated the 1982 Nobel Prize. It was the winner of the 1982 Nobel Prize. What they realize is that the nemesis of the pain chemistry is the chemistry that is found in fish oil supplements. So what we do for 100% of our patients and for ourselves as well, is we look at the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids. That's key to the systemic inflammatory profile. 
Now, this is information that is literally decades old, and there are controlled clinical trials looking at the best non-steroidal anti-inflammatory prescription drugs for pain and comparing them to fish oils to see which one gets the best outcome. For example, there is a great study on this that was published in the journal Surgical Neurology back in 2006. It's a relatively robust study where they took a large group of chronic spine pain sufferers. Half of them, they gave prescription pain drugs the other half, they gave omega-3s. Now get a load of this number. This number is stunning. The omega-3s beat the prescription pain drugs 88% of the time. The pain drugs only came out on top 12% of the time. So it just seems like this is a no-brainer. These omega-3s create chemical changes that lower the systemic inflammatory profile, and it's exceptionally helpful for people with chronic pain syndromes. What is also quite interesting in my mind is who is the lead author. The lead author of that study is a guy named Joseph Maroon. Joseph Maroon happens to be the neurosurgeon for the Pittsburgh Steelers football team. So he's got to deal with athletes who often have and suffer from a lot of systemic pain problems or, or injury pain problems. And he's got to keep them working well on the job and understanding that giving drugs for chronic pain often are associated with horrific deleterious side effects. Is there an approach that works better with literally, not figuratively, literally no side effects? And what they came up was omega-3 essential fatty acids. That study again came out in 2006. But what kind of set it up, two years later, there's a book that came out, it's called In Defense of Food, by a guy named Michael Pollan. Now, Pollan's kind of also a nutrition guru. He's from the University of California at Berkeley. Dr. Michael Pollan goes over, he says that the omega-3 connection is so critical that he gave it terminology, which is the theory of everything. He says almost everything in health, in politics, in medicine, etc., is linked to the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3s. So being aware of that ratio is critically important. The top textbook in pain in the world on planet Earth is the book that's by the American Academy of Pain Management. And the most recent copyright that I have for that book is 2006. And right in that book, it starts off by saying, why do so many people have chronic pain today? And they say, it's because we have wrecked the ratio, damaged the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids. And basically, when you dial all that back, how did we do this? How did we screw this up? Why is it that so many Americans now have chronic pain? And their perspective is we subsidize corn and soy. So U.S. taxpayers, through government programs, subsidize corn and soy but corn and soy go down chemically into a systemic inflammatory pathway, resulting in an entire nation of people that are prone to being suffering from chronic pain. And that the only way that you can recreate balance is to stop subsidization of corn and soy, which will not occur, reduce our consumption of corn and soy, which means you're reading the labels of everything, and to take our omega-3 
essential fatty acids. Looking at the omega-6, omega-3 ratio is critically important and the first step at understanding how we would look at the systemic inflammatory profile of everyone and being to help them an awful lot. Just saying those things and kind of getting into it, there is a brand new book out by a gastroenterologist. The book came out last year, 2022. Her name is Dr. Ravella. She is a gastroenterologist physician. So basically she's talking about gut and inflammation and systemic inflammation. She has the most wonderful section in this book on omega-3 essential fatty acids. What the book essentially says is that omega-3s create molecules that she calls resolvents because they resolve inflammation. If you resolve inflammation, you drop pain because pain is linked to one's systemic inflammatory profile. That corn and soy increase your systemic inflammatory profile while omega-3s reduce the systemic inflammatory profile. When you look at the book, A Nation in Pain by Judy Foreman, it's a really interesting book. She says in that book, it's the best profile of pain in our nation right now that I'm aware. When you look at that reference book, Dr. Foreman says that of the 238 million adults in the United States of America, that of the 238 million, 116 million, so roughly half, suffer from chronic pain. So why would any society have half of its citizens suffering from chronic pain? And again, if you go back to Michael Pollan, if you go back to the book by the American Academy of Pain Management, they both say the same thing. It's because if you consume too much corn and soy, either directly or indirectly, what's indirect? You don't eat the corn or soy, but the corn or soy is fed to an animal and you consume the animal or the animal's egg and that raises your systemic inflammatory profile. And so that things that otherwise would not hurt now all of a sudden start to hurt because you're systemically inflamed. Looking at the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 is critically important. In the limited amount of time that I have with you, just thinking of what else would I do in that 30 minutes that I'm on an elevator with you, I would then reference to you a book that also, another book that came out of, ironically, Columbia University. Listen to the title. It's titled The Brain and Pain. The Brain and Pain is by a guy named Richard Ambron. And Dr. Ambron is a professor of pathology, anatomy, and biology at Columbia University. If you read this book, he says just absolutely stunningly important things. And so I'll just share them with you because for all of you that are listening to me, this might be exceptionally helpful to you. The, one of the three things that he says that I think are absolutely critical in this book, he says that the primary neurotransmitter for pain perception is glutamate. And he says it's your systemic exposure to glutamate that makes a difference. Glutamate is an amino acid, but it's also a neurotransmitter. And pain travels to, you, let's say, your ankle, to your brain. The pain is actually in your brain. It gets there by traveling along nerves, but the nerves are interrupted at spots called synapses. And that the primary chemical in the synapse to continue the 
perpetuation of the pain signal to the brain, it's glutamate. And once you start to understand that, and if you dovetail that back with the wonderful book by Dr. Russell Blaylock, he's a retired neurosurgeon out of Jackson, Mississippi. If you read Dr. Blaylock's 1997 book called Excitotoxins, The Taste That Kills, he mentions how glutamate creates chronic pain sensitization. The result is you can see studies, and this could apply to a lot of you, and we use it on almost all of our patients. If glutamate creates chronic pain sensitization, and you start to realize food producers put free glutamate into almost every food that is processed because it makes it taste better. Glutamate is an excitatory neurotransmitter. It excites taste, so it makes things taste not boring. Things taste better with glutamate. Look at your Dorito chips. Look at your beef jerky. Look at your Campbell's, you know, vegetarian soup. All of these different products, as different as they are, they're all spiked with glutamate. Often they don't call it glutamate. Glutamate can be called many different things in food labeling, like hydrolyzed vegetable protein is very common synonym for free glutamic acid. And there's an article that came out of the Annals of Pharmacotherapy all the way back in 2002 by a guy named Jerry D. Smith. And what Jerry D. Smith did, he, he takes a small group of chronic pain sufferers, he gets all sources of free glutamate, glutamic acid, out of their diet for four consecutive months. These are people that have been hurting for almost two decades. Everyone in the study became completely, completely, 100% pain-free. And if they added any glutamate back into their diet, there was an immediate spike up in their pain. This glutamate thing gets to be incredibly important. And so we look at people's sources, their diets, we look at what they're consuming and we make them aware. We actually give them the study by Jerry D. Smith out of the Annals of Pharmacotherapy and say, hey, look at what they did. Look at the outcomes. Look at how simple this is. Rather than giving you something, they're taking something away from you and the something reduces one's systemic inflammatory profile. If you continue to look at this book by um, Richard Ambron, again from Columbia University, Richard Amblon also mentions that critical for bringing the pain signal up into the brain is calcium. Calcium is involved in the creation of chronic pain sensitization and that what blocks the calcium channel is magnesium. 100% of people with chronic pain should be taking magnesium. Um, 100% should be taking omega-3s. 100% should be avoiding glutamate, 100% should be taking magnesium. How much magnesium is not, and in what form is contentious? But rounded, it's somewhere around three milligrams per pound of body weight as the floor. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be taking 300 milligrams of magnesium. If you weigh 200 pounds, you should be taking, you know, um, uh, 600 milligrams of magnesium. I mean, just some rounded numbers. There's different providers will argue that different forms are, are better. Talk to your different doctors about that, but that is also critically important. The other thing that, that we go into when we look at the biology of pain is that chiropractic has a reputation for unpinching pinched nerves, which I wanna make sure that all of you understand is not true other than very rare exceptions. 
Chiropractic does not unpinch pinch nerves. What chiropractic does routinely, chiropractic activates the pain control centers in the brain. Um, it's actually called the periaqueductal gray of the top of the brainstem. The periaqueductal gray is also one of the, the central themes of the book, The Brain and Pain by Richard Ambron. And the fact that they had, it has been understood that chiropractic adjustments activate that pathway, uh, at least it came out in the journal Pain, Top Pain Journal, all the way back in November of 1996, so decades ago, by a guy named Bill Vicencino. They also um, uh, know that the same pathway is activated by acupuncture. So basically, just to sum up kind of what I've said, when, when, when you look at people that have pain, particularly serious and chronic and and debilitating pain, we look at their omega-6, omega-3 ratios. It's a very simple, quick, cheap blood test. It's a finger prick blood analysis. Uh, we look at that and then we give them supplemental omega-3s. Somewhere around 3,000 milligrams of EPA plus DHA omega-3s is what we target for people, but we fine tune it with their labs. We make sure that we check their magnesium levels. Magnesium is critical in um, and blocking the pain pathway. We look at their their glutamate. We talk to them a lot about dietary factors, things like how much processed foods, because all processed foods have free glutamic acid, and people just don't know this. And we talk to them about things as simple as salad dressings. You should never have soybean-based salad dressings. They inflame you. You should have olive oil-based salad dressings because olive oil is not omega-6 or omega-3. It's a neutral, it's an omega-9. And it has powerful anti-inflammatory chemicals in it called oleocanthal. Um, olive oil is the choice in salad dressings. Everyone should be eating a salad. Olive oil is the only way to go. Soybean-based salad dressings will add to your pain. This is not a good thing. And then, of course, looking at your mechanical integrity in a gravity environment, that's chiropractic 101. And to make sure that you live, exist, function as good as you can in a gravity environment. Because when you do, it activates the pain control uh, machinery, the supersegmental descending pain inhibitory control machinery that helps you to reduce your systemic inflammatory profile. Pretty much thinking that the, um, the 30 minute um, elevator ride is now, um, uh, has now ended and they've, they've, they've got it working again. But like I say, I, I, I kind of do this every weekend, you know, for 12 hours. Uh, it's kind of my job. And, um, you know, and I'm, I read the literature on it kind of nonstop in, in uh, you know, and I use it in my, my classes and I use it for colleagues and, um, and for patients alike. And I hope that that 30 minutes was roughly okay, Dr. K. So if you want to... Uh, it, it's amazing, Dr. Murphy, because this is practical, simple advice. And, you know, for our audience, glutamate, uh, the most common way, Dr. Murphy, you can find it is just looking for MSG, right? The stuff they put in Chinese food. Everybody knows about that, but it's in everything. Yeah, they put it in everything. And if you do your due diligence, you will find that there are literally dozens of synonyms on food labeling to cover for it. Uh, the most, if you see MSG, you know it's there. But it's in a lot more than just Chinese food. They put in everything. Look at, I mean, I don't if you're vegetarian, I mean, look at beef jerky. Look at Dorito chips. It's right on Dorito chips, a vegetarian product. Look at beef jerky. It's right there. It's, it's, it's right in there. But if you look at like Blue Diamond Smokehouse Almonds, they don't say MSG. They say hydrolyzed vegetable protein. 
Well, if you do your due diligence, you quickly realize hydrolyzed vegetable protein is one of the AKAs for free glutamic acid. And it excites pain. It creates chronic pain sensitization. And it's been known for decades. And it's in the brand new book from just last year, The Brain and Pain by Richard Ambron. And I'm thinking to myself, I go, well, he did such a good job in this particular book. He really did. So, Dr. Murphy, um, one last question, because our podcast is all about finding hope, the body's amazing ability to turn itself around with the right help and support. Can you share just a few thoughts about the body's potential to heal once you start making these changes? You said it pretty eloquently. That's just the truth of it. A lot of times as the healthcare provider, all we do is make people aware of what we refer to as the innate balance. You are not supposed to have all of that corn and soy in your diet ever. You are not supposed to be eating animals that are fed corn and soy because it's all inflammatory. But once you make people aware of that and get them more back into an innate paleolithic balance, the body tends to respond very, very quickly. We have people that have been hurting for decades, taking so much pharmacology, it's crazy, that are completely pain-free within months just because of the recuperative abilities of the body. The body can heal itself once you kind of get out of its way and make people understand what are the drivers of the bad chemistry once they understand it and integrate that into their lives then it, it will heal itself and it'll do so often really quickly. Dr. Murphy, thank you so much for this elevator ride. Um, I think this knowledge is going to be extremely helpful. And you guys, there you have it. Some thoughts by one of the greatest minds in nutrition today. <laughs> it's a new year. These changes are simple. There is no reason you cannot all make some of these changes and reap the rewards. And with that in mind, I'm going to end with a quote by F. Scott Fitzgerald. For what it's worth, it's never too late or, in my case, too early to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Stop whenever you want. You can change or you can stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. And I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you never felt before. I hope you meet people with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. If you find that you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. I think this quote also pertains to our bodies and what we choose to put in our mouths every day. Dr. Murphy, thank you so much again. You're welcome. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited about every new person we are able to reach. It is our most sincere hope that our podcast will bring hope to many. If you or someone you love is suffering from chronic pain, please don't lose hope. Visit our website at www.thespiroclinic.com for more information and stories of hope. That's www.thespiroclinic.com for more information and stories of hope.